You are now listening to the Hot Take Podcast. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni and Josh Daddy. Time to make it hot. podcast welcome into this week seven hot take sponsored by thrive fantasy want to remind you guys to download thrive fantasy app or go to thrivefantasy.com today use promo code hot take and get 100 deposit match up to 100 dollars. again it's use promo code hot take all caps all one word all day long and with me once again Couple, uh, couple of faithful gentlemen. We'll start with the OG, Mr. Taroni. Welcome to week seven, sir. Hey, man. It's good to be here. Um, you know, a lot of bye weeks this week, um, but there's definitely some advantages to be had. As you mentioned off the air, we have nine quarterback props uh, this week for Thrive. Um, so it's going to be interesting. We got a lot of high scoring games, too. So I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah, 100%. Berm, welcome to week seven as well, my friend. Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good as uh, as always. Excited to talk some football as we start to get close to that uh, halfway point of the year, which every year seems to give me that vibe that we're we're really starting to feel uh, those those hits the players are taking pile up and the grind is setting in. We've seen some amazing yeah. games, especially in prime time this year, uh, with some great shootouts. And uh, at this time of year, I always get the feeling that there's going to start to be a little bit more sloppy play. There's going to be more backups playing just because of injuries on the field. And I'm not saying games aren't going to be shootouts for the rest of the year, but maybe we start to see more games look more like, you know, the Broncos Browns last night where points are harder to come by. Yeah. And for fantasy purposes too, bye weeks and backups, my friends, that's uh, the theme of the show. Um, You know, listen, we're, we're going to, we're going to skip kind of the segment like last week where we were going through, some fantasy tidbits to kind of let you guys know how to navigate those waters. I mean, this week you're pretty much picking up all the guys that you bid on, uh, you know, unless it's dynasty and you got deep rosters. Uh, let's face it. I mean, the bye weeks, there's so many fantasy riches on the benches this week. So we're just going to go ahead and roll right into the thrive fantasy picks here and, uh, and talk about the segment uh, again, sponsored by Thrive, wanted to remind you guys to go check them out if you haven't already. And I'm going to go ahead and break down the the main $20 contest here. Uh, so I'll bring that up on the screen. And you guys are seeing that right. I mean, massive overlay here, uh, just as a, as a big shout out. Not even ten percent full. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not surprised anymore. <laughs> that's, right, that's weekly basis, um, and you know it's just a testament to the opportunity that's out here. Um, the hot take team has won ten thousand dollars in six weeks, um, so we're gonna keep that going this week. I mean, you know, we're excited to to share this with you, and you know, I, I think it's a it's a great opportunity. Um, you can put, you know, you can put one or two lineups into into DraftKings. We've all been there, you know, where you're just like, ah, well, I have a few dollars to play with this week. Let me see what happens. No, nothing's going to happen. You know, you're going to have to, like, really grind if you want to do DFS. Now, get into some props. If you're good at fantasy football, you have an edge, and, and that's why we're here. So I'm excited to get into this week. Yeah, and, you know, if you're a dad like me, 
you can kind of eliminate <laughs> some of those hours of the research and you just kind of focus on these specific props. And if you're looking at like the last night, the showdown basically, or the, uh, the Thursday night offering, um, there was no Baker or Chubb props to pick from. So you really, you were only picking from 14 different props and condense that down a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it was an ugly game. Uh, so only the ugliest under pick sets, you know, walked away with money last night, but you guys know daddy likes his unders and uh, that's, it's kind of going to be a theme this week as, as Burm was kind of alluding to, that's one of the reasons with some of these backups and subpar players out on the field. Uh, I think we might see a little bit, you know, a little bit of that action here this weekend, but uh, without further ado, uh, Berm looking fantastic with the, the Tiger Woods uh black hat and red polo you look determined this week so um i'm actually gonna go ahead and throw it to you first again this prize pool 50k up top see a quick summary of the prizes uh or i'm sorry 50k guaranteed with 10k up top and uh, that trickles down all the way into the min cash area and the first prop on the board uh going to this kansas city at tennessee game kansas city uh five point favorite here uh, over under 57 and a half point total on this one. So this one looking pretty juicy from fantasy purposes here. Uh, we're dealing with Mahomes with 310 and a half total passing yards. And uh, that's a over of 95 points and an under 105 points. Uh, they did put Kelsey on the board, his receiving yards at 86 and a half total. And that's even up hundred on both sides. And then on the other side, uh, we're looking at Derrick Henry with 110 rushing, or I'm sorry, 115 and a half rushing yards. Uh, the over there, uh, a little spicier, 110 compared to the under of 90. So, Berm, I'll throw it to you first for this Kansas City at Tennessee game. Uh, just basically, you know, what are your kind of your your quick feelings on the game before you get into the props, and then uh, and then lay it on us. Yeah. So immediately, the first thing looking at. Uh, at DFS is a very stackable game. Like this just pops out at you with that high over. Uh, so for these three players, so starting with Mahomes here for the 310 passing yards, I like the over. I'm leaning that way. I'll give the five points. I feel like as long as the Titans don't do uh, a near perfect job at clock killing and controlling time of possession, Mahomes, he can put up those uh, numbers and have some pretty good stats for this game. Uh, so far this year, he's three and three. Uh, if you set his uh, that same prop of 311 passing yards. Uh, and the Titans, they're not the most stout on defense, so it's not the toughest matchup. With Kelsey, I'm going to ride um, with, uh, if I am hitting the Mahomes over here, I'm also going to hit the over for Kelsey, or I'm going to avoid both of them. Uh, right. So those are two of the best uh, uh correlations that you're you're going to get here so like you're either there's no reason to ever go against that correlation like you can find another prop here instead if you don't want to it instead of going against the correlation it would just make more sense to pick another game but here i'm rolling with uh overs for kelsey and mahomes and i'll i'll reluctantly take the over for derrick henry even though that's a massive number yeah, a lot uh, of yards that to, to, <laughs> to start with. Um, but the Chiefs defense this year has been rough and they've been shredded a couple of games, albeit against some better running teams. Uh, 
uh, in particular the Ravens, the Browns, they got uh, the, the run games just ran all over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, and Derek Henry, he's, uh, he's Derek Henry. So I think he can keep it rolling and I'll take the 10 points with him in a high scoring game. Professor, what kind of scenario are you looking at for this game as far as your prop selections? Yeah, I'm going to go over with everything. Um, I mean, you know, I'm trying to find some, a way to go against the grain. Um, With Kelsey, that's the only one that I think you could maybe pair and under. Um, And if you still want to go Mahomes over, uh, Derrick Henry, it's over past five games. He's had at least 113 rushing yards. Um, He's surpassed 115 in four of those games by far. Um, So that's easy. That's an easy uh, 110. I mean, you know, if you don't get that, um, you know, that's just unfortunate, but he should get that. That's that's an easy number for him. It reminds me of the Joe Mixon prop from last week. Um, so that's just a smash right there. I would be okay hitting that and then going back to that Mahomes-Kelsey um, if I can't get, you know, nine others. But that that Henry is definitely a smash. Yeah, it's tricky. I, I actually bet the under on Henry's total yards, um, you know, separately. But it was like 158 and a half. This is definitely presents... A little more of a decision because like, you know, like Burma was saying, I mean, that number does just jump out at you. But when you look at the type of volume that Henry's getting, I mean, that's, you know, volume still king, um, whereas efficiency is still kind of secondary. But again, efficiency is the reason I like Mahomes over. Doesn't take a ton of passing attempts for him to get there. And it sounds like Tyreek Hill is most likely going to be available. So anytime he's at your disposal, it's getting those yardage totals a little bit easier. And Kelsey's just obviously a uh, tight end one. So we'll move on gentlemen, uh, going to this next prop, Devonte Adams on the board. Uh, you know, we talked about this earlier in the year when we were looking at the Cooper cup, six and a half catches, seven and a half catches. And I said, you know, there's going to be a point where Cooper cup reaches Devonte Adams totals where we're looking at eight and a half, nine and a half. And, there's a couple receivers that we're going to talk about tonight that really have been kind of on the, the crummy side of fantasy production as far as touchdown luck are concerned. But Adams is another guy just getting a ton of volume, uh, nine and a half catches. It's pretty robust, but professor, what do you think about this one? Uh, Tyreek last week against Washington, he hit that eight and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll ride that. I'll, you know, it was a similar thing with Tyreek. It's like, yeah, it's a big number, but he's already done it a couple of times this year. And Devontae's done it a couple of times. So yeah, I'll say he does it again um, against Washington. Um, give me all those points with 115. That's what makes it enticing. Um, if it was like 100, 100, I might not touch it. But getting all those points with a prop that most people might go to 80, you know, the, the under, I, I think you take the points there. Yeah, I kind of like that sentiment. You know, we also talked about how disappointing – uh, the football team's defense has been, and yeah. they're just getting actually hemorrhaging points to opposing teams, wide receiver ones. Uh, Berm, are you on board on the overs and the 115 points? Well, if I was going to play it, I, I would be. I think I'm going to stay away. My lean here is that he doesn't get 10, 10 receptions. If you look, um, so, so twice this year, he has gotten that, um, and plenty of times in his career, uh, obviously. But if we take a step back and look at his career average of receptions per game and use that as 
some kind of objective prior, the nine and a half seems pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, surprisingly, um, it, the average receptions per game for Devontae Adams in his career is only 5.6. Closer to six if you take away the first two seasons. So um, it, it's tough to say uh, Devontae Adams isn't going to reach this uh, prop, whatever it might be, whatever uh, high number it might be, but I'm still leaning towards the under. That just feels uh, a little high for me. So I might, I'm probably going to stay away, um, but I yeah. do like the, the upside that you do get. And he has done it twice this year. So no, I'm, I'm with you, bro. I like him as uh, more of a, an, in case of emergency pick. Um, yeah. And I, and I do that a lot with these ones where I tend to favor the under uh, or, or the, I should say the lower point total. And in this case, the under and the 85 points. And um, I just, this has a feeling, I mean, like when the, the Packers are rolling, when they played the lions, it was absolute Aaron Jones smash game. And I feel like it's going to be another Aaron Jones and an AJ Dillon game maybe. Um, and not to say that, you know, Adams won't have a great game. Uh, I think he's uh, due for some positive touchdown regression. You know, he's got some, some trips in the end zone coming his way. He could easily have two touchdowns by halftime and not see another catch because they don't might not even need to throw it. So, um, but that's just how, you know, this game is set up. Of course, um, when you look at the board, you know, the, the Packers are you know over a touchdown favorite now. Um, so that's, it's totally plausible. Uh, moving on to a couple of games where we have some dueling quarterbacks and I'm just going to go ahead and pull both of those up on the screen for us right now. And we'll, first of all, we'll start with the Falcons at the dolphins. And this is uh, of course, Matt Ryan versus Tua. Um, you know, this game's kind of gross, honestly, uh, close to a pick them, you know, now we're at Falcons uh, favored by two points just feels weird that the Falcons would be going on the road as favorites. Um, we're dealing with Matt Ryan, 23 and a half completions. Um, I've said this before. I really like taking unders on completion props. This one, you actually get juiced up to do it. So, um, you know, it's 115 points compared to 85 for him going over. Um, I'm personally leaning that way myself. And then on the other side, you have Tua, uh, two passing touchdowns. Basically, is he going to get there uh, over under one and a half? You get a little bit more on the over at 105 compared to 95 on the under. Berm, I'll throw it to you first for the Atlanta at Miami game. Um, only a 47 and a half point total, but I don't know. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be kind of a slog. What say you? I, yeah, I definitely like that take, and it does feel like it could end up being a slog, one of those sloppy mid-season type of games. Looking back at Matt Ryan so far this year, um, he's only hit the under four, uh, if we set it at 24 um, completions once, and he, so he's consistently been over that. Um so I, I'm not a big fan of this under here because Matt Ryan has you know shown that he can uh, at least get it done as well as Matt Ryan can this year. Um, interestingly, though, so career against the Dolphins, and I take this with a big grain of salt because these are old numbers uh, but, and a three-game sample size, but uh, his completion totals have been 22, 23, and 24. 
so it comes out yeah pretty close to where Thrive has it at. Right. Uh, but those are all really old. One of those goes back all the way to 2009. So that's probably not the most useful stat. But uh, here I, I'd say that the, the reason you're getting those points for the under is it probably does uh, favor the over a little bit. But I do see the potential for that kind of slog. As far as Tua, uh, my logic here is I'm, I'm going with the under here. Um, I don't know what uh, the deal is with all these trade talks and all this drama in Miami, but ignoring all that, um, I mean, I'm either going to stay away or go with the under here. Um, the logic being that the total for the Dolphins, they're, they're expected to score about three touchdowns. I like two of those three coming on the ground if they do score three. So uh, under for Tua. Professor, the first of our two quarterback duels this week, what do you think about Falcons at uh, Dolphins? This is one I would stay away from until the end. Um, I would also, it looks like Byron Jones and Xavier Howard are both going to play. Um, might be a reason to tap that under for Matt Ryan. Um, if I was going to lean over or under for two touchdowns, I would say over um, and get and get the points there. But uh, these these two I wouldn't touch until the end. Um, I feel better. I would I even feel better about the Devonte one. Um, so yeah, I, I think I would come back to that one. But you know, it, it, it's it's I, I would also take the uh, the Dolphins just like sp- straight up in that spread. I would take them at home, um, especially with the two corners coming back. So um, you know, if you want to paint that picture, how does that look? You know, um, but. Yeah, I, I could see this being maybe a little bit higher scoring than that 47, you know, I could 47 and a half over under. I could see that going over. Um, it, it just seems like, you know, it, nobody can guard anyone, you know, uh, with both the <laughs> who's on the field. No, with, that's well put. I mean, we don't like with the Falcons. I mean, there's just, you know, you have the personnel's lacking, but with the Dolphins this year, it, it seems as if, you know, no matter who's on the field, they're just like getting gashed. Um, so, you know, maybe Tua can, you know, get some so, sort of control in the game. So I, I would come back to that one for sure, though. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to avoid the Tua one if I can myself. Uh, moving on to the next quarterback duel, we have Joe Burrow. Is he going to throw an interception or not? Uh, basically, 0.5 interceptions over. Basically, does he throw a pick 75 points under? 125 points. Berm, I know you probably like this one. And then on the other side, Lamar Jackson. Uh, basically, is he going to score a rushing touchdown? So is he getting in the box on the ground? Yes, 95 points or over. Under is 105 points or no. Um, this game kind of interesting here. Uh, Bengals have kind of moved up to uh, a six and a half point favorite. And this silver under is actually lower than the you know Dolphins and Falcons game. But uh, with Burrow and Jackson, Professor, what way are you leaning on both of these props? Yeah, I think this is, you know, has everyone thinks it's going to be a divisional game. If that's what, you know, Vegas is saying pretty much, it's divisional defensive matchup. Um, right. But I would take the over actually on Lamar touchdowns, no Latavius Murray. That's enough for me there. Um, and he just scores rushing touchdowns so frequently. So um, I feel better about that one than, let's say, the uh, the Patrick Mahomes yards prop for whatever reason I like I, I would tap that over the uh the Patrick Mahomes um you just said then, I, yeah. I would tap that <laughs> <laughs> and then, um 
And then the Burm special, the Joe Burrow, does he throw an interception? Probably. But if you want to get freaky, go for that under and get all the points. And then all of a sudden you're winning that contest probably because no one else is doing that. And as long as you're listening to us and you're going to do nine others that win you a week, if you have that one, you're definitely winning if he doesn't throw a pick. So that's why I like that one. But again, that's that's one I'm not necessarily chasing. But, you know, Dr. Berman, maybe you can maybe you can teach us something here. Yeah. So uh, I love these, uh, whether or not they'll throw a pick or not, just so much. You're you're getting points. You're getting a ton of points for something that for something not happening and so far this year this has consistently just paid off uh over and over again uh and have been the props to attack on thrive for sure this week i am probably the least confident in this particular will he or won't he throw an interception prop um i'm absolutely not doing any of the uh the over i'm not taking the 75 points at all and I'm probably limiting the, like, if, if I do, like, four or five entries, I'm limiting it to about two that I'm actually using the Joe Burrow under prop. I'm not as confident this week because, um, like you guys were mentioning, is a divisional matchup. Uh, I feel like uh, defenses might come out strong here. Uh, Lamar uh, for the rushing touchdown. I like the over. Um, my analysis here is, He's a monster, and Murray, he's banged up there. He's going to try and do everything he can to win the game, and I like I like the over here, so. Okay, yeah. fair enough. The, um, you know, the optimism here, you know, I, I love the over on Lamar because, like you said, he's a monster. Um, I like that the point differential isn't heavy. Uh, so that's close enough to even for me to be confident as hell taking taking the over on that one, um, and I and I'm with you on the the burrow under. Um, Bengals actually been running the ball more than anybody, so yeah. So I think Crazy. That, yeah, I think it's weird they get in the red zone. They're they're chucking it around a lot, yeah. but no, their uh, pace of play has slowed down tremendously, and it, it, it you have to imagine it's based around. Joe Burrow's injury and they can't, you know, they can't protect him. He gets sacked a lot when they pass a lot. So that, that's a big factor there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning, leaning that way. So uh, definitely love those points. Uh, so me, me and Burn both love those, those unders on that uh, interception. So it's just kind of tasty when you, when you get it up there. Um, what's not tasty is the giants receiving core potentially this Sunday. Uh, Sterling Shepard's status kind of up in the air. But uh, earlier today, you know, he was uh, he was practicing out there with, uh, you know, Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram. So maybe maybe a little bit more optimistic here. But basically, they want to know if you think he is getting in the box this Sunday, uh, a touchdown over 125 points uh, or no touchdown under 75 points. Uh, I'll throw it to you first here, Berm. How do you feel about Sterling Shepard this week? Yeah, it's so it's so tempting when you see these uh, will he or won't he score a touchdown props, and you're getting so many points for it. But here, I I, I just want to stay away from this so much. Uh, I'm just not confident in his health, that whole receiving core, the whole game plan, quarterback health. There's so many things here that I just don't like. And when you have so many unknowns, 
it's best to just stay away. So um, it's worth if you have like 10 entries, maybe one of them going with uh, Sterling Shepard getting in the end zone. But otherwise, uh, I I just I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing the under, if anything. Um, Professor, any lean on this Sterling Shepard touchdown? I agree with what Berm said. Yeah, I think you come back to it if you, uh, you know, you need one extra at the end. Right. Yeah. And, uh, going on to the next game here, we have a trio of picks. So this will help speed things along a little bit. Um, Philly at Las Vegas. Again, we are looking at a 48 and a half point total here. Uh, we have our second stack of the day with Hertz, 315 and a half rushing and passing yards. Uh, a little bit heavier on the over bucko five compared to 95 for the under and Devonte Smith, 73 and a half receiving yards. You get 120 for the over and 80 on the under. And then the other side of the game, uh, 72 and a half total combined yards for Josh Jacobs. Um, just for the sake of time here. Uh, I think this could actually be a really good Jalen hurts game. And the Raiders tend to play a lot of like, single high safety where they have either cover three or cover one. And I feel like Hertz and Devonte Smith could definitely pick that defense apart of the Raiders. And I, and I've personally have bet the Eagles already this week. Um, so for me, I'm taking the over on both the Eagles and I'm taking the under on Josh Jacobs because they have not used him traditionally as a receiving back. And I feel like the Raiders are going to be in a negative game script. That's my feel for this game. Um, Berm, I'll throw it to you first. Um, How do you feel about these three props? And do you kind of agree with that or what? So I'm going to slightly disagree about uh, both of the Eagles here. So all credit goes to Steve for this. Uh, We were talking about some of these before the show. um, And he he mentioned some... um, uh, slower uh pace of play for both of these teams than you would expect um so probably average maybe um towards the bottom of the league as far as pace of play uh so i'm not too excited about the overs especially for uh Devontae smith the vegas line right now um for the even odds for his uh receiving yards prop is 57 so this 73 and a half is a little inflated of course you're getting the points um but yeah so i i'm not opposed to going with the over here and getting those points um but yeah, the, point, the points are tempting that hurts hmm? the, yeah the they definitely juiced it up yeah it's it is inflated because the uh again that we don't see a lot of these props on thrive where the the marker here is set you know this much higher or lower this is one of the only instances um I just feel like it's going to be kind of a, believe it or not, like a pace up spot because the the Eagles had 10 days to prepare. Um, You know, this defense is just so vanilla. You know, the Raiders blitz the least in the league. I mean, I don't feel like he's going to be under pressure. Um, I feel like I should, I should say it this way. I feel like the Hertz over is way more likely to hit than the Smith. Um, And actually the only one I filled out, I actually used Smith uh, that over as an ice pick. Uh, just because those points are so bulky. Um, not not that I'm walking this back. I do think the Eagles uh, come in and into Vegas and, and kind of stick them here. But, uh, Professor, your thoughts on these three? 
Yeah, I was just looking at the pace of play. So, like the Eagles, for instance, uh, they're sixth in, they're the sixth slowest, um, and they run the sixth least amount of plays essentially per game. So, that could be a number of things that could be pace, but it could also be, you know, they're just not getting the opportunities because their defense is giving up like long, long drives. So, either way, that's bad, you know, if that's happening. Um, and then, the past three games, the Raiders have run 56 plays per game, which is even lower than the Eagles all year. So it just seems like they're both playing like slower plate paced games. Josh Jacobs hasn't touched 72 and that, you know, his total maybe with receiving, but I mean, he hasn't gotten over 45 rushing yards mm. uh, all season. So it seems like that's a definite under Of course. It just takes one play. Um, I, I do see him maybe, Having a, a you know a good game if they're if they're able to get up which they seem to be able you know they should uh, they are the better team um, so I, I do lean under there but that one's interesting that one could easily be over I think I just made a case for both for Jacobs and then the pace of play if you want to go with that that would be my under for both but I'm not touching the under with Devante um, he's hit over 73 and a half twice this year uh, another game he had 71 yards so it's definitely doable. Um, and then again, Jalen Hurts, it's definitely doable. I would lean under um, with that one. But uh, again, you know, it, it, like with the points, I, I would not be like excited to go after that. But I think that's one I would come back to and hit the under uh, more times than not with with Hurts. Yeah, who knows? The Eagles could pick this week to start actually trying to run the ball, too. And that would definitely slow the game way down, right. you know, compared, exactly. to, compared to what they've been. It doing, does seem so. to be trending that way, right, where they might want to actually – try to run the ball more and use Miles Sanders a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of trying to run the ball, it's about the only thing my Lions can actually do. No no run game for like 20 years, but now that's the only thing we have. Uh, but no passing game. And Jared Goff uh, moving into this Rams-Lions game, uh, 50 and a half point uh, total here, and the Rams favored by 15 and a half. Uh, we're looking at Robert Woods, five and a half catches, overs 95, Unders a buck oh five and golf. I, I hate I'm not I don't even want to talk about this. I don't like these total passing plus INTs. Um it's just a shit show with golf on the field. He could get yanked at halftime. Um so <laughs> I like seriously, they could go to David Blau. Um it's that bad right now. But Professor, do you have any leans on either the Woods or the Goff? Well, I feel like I don't know, for whatever reason, I have faith in golf this week. I think you know, it, the revenge narrative is there for both quarterbacks. I mean, they both want to perform. Um, golf has had no problem getting a couple touchdowns, you know, um, and it could easily be in, in garbage time. It, it could easily be the Rams have a huge lead and then all of a sudden, you know, they're plugging the ball along with DeAndre Swift and they get a couple touchdowns and then all of a sudden it's a 10-point game and there's a glimmer of hope. I could see that happening. So, you know, I, I would. I think he's he's going to go over. Um, so I would probably I would probably eat those the, the eighty five points there if it came down to it. Um, again, it's not a smash for me, um, and I'm not chasing the points with the under because I think he could easily go over with that. Burn. What do you think? Yeah. So with golf, he's uh, he's hit that uh, three touchdowns plus interceptions twice this year, both times in. Uh, mostly due to garbage time. And if this game plays out what you would expect, 
there's probably going to be some garbage time. Assuming he's still in the game, he he could do it. Um, I know I, I sound like I'm staying away from a, a lot of these, but um, th- this is one that I'm not a huge fan of. Just like like you said, Josh, these uh, passing touchdowns plus interceptions. Uh, give or shitty this, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, that that as well um, <laughs> can really hinder your thought process a little bit. Um, and I believe well, in golf, man. I believe in golf this week. I don't think he's gonna like just lay down. You know, I think that he'll be more. He needs a revenge game to. It'll do be something. more competitive. They're, they're not gonna win. I mean, bro, I'm telling you seriously, last week's Jared Goff, like if you go back and watch the Lions game, which I don't advise, but if you somehow choose to do that, (laughs) I I don't think I've seen that poor of a quarterback performance in a game since like Brock Osweiler, who coincidentally (laughs) was the last quarterback that was actually given their team he was on, was given compensation to get rid of him. Um or for the other team to take him, rather. You guys know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Jared Goff sucks. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, this is the last one we're going to get in here today. Uh, we went a little long, so I apologize, you guys. But we can't just give you guys all the picks every week. Come on. You guys got to do some work yourself. So we'll save you the Sunday night game, and we'll save you this Buccaneers-Bears game. Last one we're going to talk about is New Hopkins. Um, this one's pretty easy for me. The, is the touchdown luck going to continue or not? I mean, uh, we are talking about the opposite with Devontae Adams earlier and Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins rather, you know, just keeps scoring. Uh, friend of the show, Scott Pianowski refers to new Copkins season so far as touchdown deodorant, uh, which makes a ton of sense because he's not been super productive in the way Adams has. So these are kind of receivers, both making their hay, both paying off their value in your season long leagues, but, totally different ways it's just do you think he's going to come down and get in the end zone again uh burn do you think this streak kind of continues for new copkins against the texans so here i'm taking uh, i'll take the over for this um using this logic so arizona they're expected to score between four and five touchdowns uh according to vegas mm-hmm. so uh, with that assumption uh in place i'll say that one of those four or five touchdowns that Arizona scores will be Hopkins. So and this is I'll a revenge game too. Yeah, another revenge game as well. Um, Taroni, what do you think? Great. You you said my point, Josh. It's a revenge game. He was gonna score a touchdown. Um, I'm glad that Byrne prefaced uh with some actual stats there, but no, it's the revenge game against Houston. He's gonna score a touchdown. Um I had a piece for Riser Fall uh that was on the YouTube channel. Uh, going, you know, a player profile for uh, DeAndre Hopkins for best ball. And he was one of the best red or the most highly, one of the most highly targeted red zone threats last year. Um, It just didn't, you know, he only had six touchdowns last year, but he was used heavily in the red zone. Um, So now you're not getting as much of a target share, but you are getting the regression, you know, coming to the mean here within the red zone. And that's what's happening with Hopkins. He's just so good in that, area that the percentages once they get down into the five you know they're going to throw one to him if they're in you know they're going to get five chances in the red zone under the five so i think it's a high percentage uh that one of them goes to hop 
Yeah, he is the best boundary receiver in the league. And let's face it, the end zone is just a 10 by 53 and a half yard box that uh, he basically is damn good at. Uh, the, the, fade, in, so. the fade seems to be like going away, like, you know, only, you know, or the uh, the slant like to the pylon, like only Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Smith, or I'm <laughs> right. sorry, Devontae Adams or, uh, you know, Thielen gets a lot of those looks too. And, and Cooper Cup, but it, it's really kind of going away this year. You know, once they get down, they, yeah, they like to run it in. So a lot more of the uh, the slant and the back shoulder stuff from from all offenses. Not uh, nobody's really throwing that unless you got Jimmy Graham on your team, and he's hurt this week. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh that's gonna do it for us here this week and week seven. And Professor, why don't you remind everybody? You're just you're just talking about your um your piece there on rise or fall. Remind everybody where they can uh, find your stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening again. Um, and then go over to Thrive. Uh, of course, Josh is going to fill you in, but go over to Thrive, uh, download the app, put in the promo code hot take and win money. I mean, these, these props, <laughs> if you're doing if you're doing props, you know, like on other uh, platform, bring it on over to Thrive. There's a lot of benefits to it. You're going to you know, they're going to match you. Um, so, you know, go over there, uh, use the promo code hot take. Um, but yeah, uh, teamriserfall.com. I have an article over there and at guillotineleagues.com. Uh, I do an article once a week ranking defenses, top 15 defenses every week. Yeah. Hey, we're still, still hanging in there, buddy. So <laughs> guillotine league still alive. Um, yes, Berm, real quick, um, remind everybody where they can find you on Twitter and catch the screenshots after you win the monies. <laughs> find me at uh, piece by inches FF. Um, yeah. And hopefully there'll be, more screenshots eventually this season. Yes, more more to come, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's going to do it for us, you guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Once again, I am Josh Daly, the host of the Hot Take Podcast. You can find me at Josh Daly 72 Appreciate you guys tuning in. Big shout out to Thrive once again for sponsoring the show and remind you guys to go to thrivefantasy.com and use that promo code Hot Take for that 100% deposit match up to $100. And once again, Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Hot Take Podcast.